0: Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we are here, as always, to welcome you back to the Low High Podcast. Joining you, as always, I am irredeemably strange. My name is Aaron but Please <laughs> call me Selle. Joining me, as always, is my ever-handsome co-host, Marcello. Thank you for calling me handsome, so I appreciate that. No problem. He's Marcello, and he's always mellow. We're here to welcome you on this beautifully shitty day yeah. to the Low High Podcast. It's nice and rainy outside, but it's also quite hot. So, it's kind of a sauna. Like, it's literally just God telling the world, like, I can make it as shitty as possible. <laughs> and weather really has been, like, the jump from how weather has been over here, like, in the four years we've been here has been insane. You weren't yeah. here for our first winter, but it snowed till April that year. That shit was crazy. See, that's awesome. Like, I kind of wish that we got that snow because all the time I've been here at Marist, it's just been, like, a little bit of snow and then just hot for a long time bro, is that climate change bro climate change be hitting, and it's weird like literally i remember like this one day i was just walking to the dining hall by like we had this like big hill in front of our library it was covered in snow i remember you know i was a freshman i was already tired it, it was the second semester i remember just walking i just slipped I literally don't even notice myself sleep. I'm sliding. I'm just, just sliding down the hill face first. And I remember like at some point, I'm just like laying like face first in the snow. Like people used to go, you know that place people go sledding? Mm-hmm. So I'm just laying there <laughs> face first in the snow. Just like, like something out of like a TV show, like my backpack on my back. Just like sighing, that deep sigh. <laughs> <like. sighs> the snow's betrayed you. The snow's betrayed me. And I just like, I almost like didn't want to get up, but I'm like, nah, I'm hungry. So I just stood up and walked to the dining yeah, hall. Chill. Like in the end, it is what it is. But sometimes when you fall and you're just laying in that snow, it could be kind of a vibe. It's kind of comfy down there sometimes. I can't lie. See, if I landed on my, if you like land on your back, if I landed on yeah. my back, probably Oh no, yeah, but you've lost the rest of it. Yeah, we that's we the worst. The, yeah. Kiss the floor. <laughs> but today on the Lil High Podcast, we're going to talk about tradition, legacy, And how Britters are overwhelmingly convenient. Bro, look, I'm not saying, like, I'm not discounting the achievements of, you know, generations of explorers who, you know, charted the unmapped regions of the world and, you know, died of hunger and thirst. But, nigga, like me, I would have just brought a Britter with me, homie. Like, (laughs) bro, fuck dying of thirst. Literally just scoop that shit in the river water, bro. Drink that shit, you're fine. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, these men needed to have, like, thought ahead. Fuck. Honestly, the Brita is like such an infinitely convenient invention. Dude, it's the best. It's the best. I mean, you can usually drink tap water and, you know, in America, depending on where you are, but at the same time, like did you hear in Texas, they had parasites in the water? What? Apparently? Yeah, recently. They had like actual, this one kid died of like a brain eating amoeba. Was, <laughs> wow. And they found that parasite in their water supply. So like, I don't know if a Brita would get rid of a parasite i'm actually not sure about that but i feel like it can't hurt that's another good question what are the filtration limits of a brita like i remember like the good mythical morning guys what's their fucking names i don't know but they brita a ton of. yeah shit. they brita like a ton of stuff with like different like kinds of Britas too so like what exact i know they put like mountain dew in it and like it came out the mountain dew came out clear like kind of like water yes yeah, so i'm like what exactly could you like what kind of, like, what's the highest, like, what's the worst kind of water you think a Brita can filter? Like, let's say we take, like, some nasty, like, camp, like, communal bathroom water, like, pedestrian water. Uh, no! <laughs> <laughs> you could not pay me to eat that. i uh, not eat it, drink it, don't eat water. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, if it's thick enough, though, like, shit. No, I think, well, it depends on the Brita. Because I know you have your just Brita Britas, which I guess just filter out. Not the worst water, but I know like life straw, they have some pretty crazy products. Like I see I've seen videos, you know, on their advertisements or whatnot of people just taking these straws and putting them in a goopy lake and then just sucking that <laughs> sucking that water you right <laughs> know. <up. laughs> but my only thing with the life straw is because I had one when I when I was traveling. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't need it. It was just a just in case I type word. deal. But um you have to really suck on those to get like a little, you're doing work to get a drop. And I guess it's worth it because it really is filtering your water. But if you don't need to filter to that extent, so I guess it really can filter out some crazy things. Bro, absolutely. But what exactly What exactly is it that's like filtering the stuff? That's my question. We're gonna have to Google this. I I believe, I wanna say it's, I don't, because I feel like the Bretta they have those little black beads in there. So I don't know if that's, that's probably like it. a mineral thing, but also it could just be super tight fibers. I feel like that's often what you know, that is a valid option. How do you this work? Welcome to the low high podcast where you're listening to us. Google how Britons work. We're probably going to like start videoing this soon, right? I'd like to. If we get it, we get like a studio. We have a, we're going to put this on YouTube. So like. We'll probably start putting on like, actual videos at some point. We're not going to say when, though. So, like, no guarantees. But soon. Soon. Because right now we're just sitting on the floor in a dorm. <laughs> with a mic on a chair. Just recording this stuff. It's a cool dorm room, though. Oh, no. Yeah, I didn't mean to make it sound. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sally's <laughs> room is a vibe. No, no. Wait, don't tell it's my room. Like, anyway. <laughs> this place, this room is a vibe. We spent many nights here. bro. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta think about how that sounds <laughs> oh man so anyway yeah we separately spent oh my yeah. god <laughs> why are you, why are you like this bro I don't know I can't even find how the Brita works Ever, well, <laughs> oh man <laughs> I'm useless Brita's are just always gonna be a mystery I guess because I guess it's like proprietary pr- proprietary technology so like probably they won't just like have it out there how that works mm, they have a they have a couple like i'll just read for example from brita.com their stream filters it says these filters utilize a propriety dual layer carbon form to reduce impurities as you pour a brita stream pitcher the activated carbon acts like a sponge to reduce chlorine taste and odor so i'm a, so i'm guessing it's just tight fibers mixed with Something that has to do with carbon. I see. I'm not sure. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, we maybe just kind of figured out how Britas work. I don't know. You let us know. But they're still really convenient. Oh, absolutely. It's like so much shit in life is just like infinitely convenient. That like you know wow. we can't even it's crazy like process it Like you know. Okay, so Britas are like definitely like more elite than bottled water in every way. Like you know. The, Use a Brita, don't buy bottled water, save the environment, blah, blah, blah. But like, just like hold the bottle of water in your hand. Like bro, like I could never make that shit. Like water? just like a bottle, no, the bottle to put water in. Oh yeah, I don't know, no idea. Like, <laughs> yeah, that happens. Like bro, that's like, that's just like, a, it's like the bottle of water. That's like a testament to how far the human race has come. That's a good point. Like think about it, you spend a dollar, which is typically like a dollar for water, which really is not that much money. And you got somebody who gathered this water, purified it, bottled it, put the label on there, shipped it to wherever, probably shipped it again to your store, then somebody socked the shelf into a refrigerator that somebody else made. And then you just picked up all you did was just walk in, pick up a cold bottle of water and drink it. and drink it. Bro, people used to fight wars over water. Like, I feel like For real. If you like just like thinking about that makes you Appreciate water a billion times more. It's awesome. I mean, every day. Like, bro, we're 70% water. So literally, just like with this logic that we have just reasoned for you folks at home, that puts the Brita, perhaps, maybe, at the peak of human invention. This is a good point. Because think, when in doubt, you can just Brita it out. Like, there's so many things you can do with a Brita. Now that I'm thinking about it, like hydration is key like you you need to hydrate yourself so if you have a brita just keep a brita on you at all times literally just like carry a brita in your back pocket all the time in the back of my car brita literally like in your girlfriend's purse brita okay. in your own purse brita just brita everywhere brita everywhere <laughs> brita every day brita at all brita and britain now i kind of want to brita some things <laughs> and see how it goes <laughs> See, I heard some, didn't they bring it like vodka or something once, and apparently like it, they said it increased the quality of it? That would be weird. That, that wouldn't would be surprised. Weird. I don't know how alcohol works. I don't even know how the filter works, but. I'm pretty sure like filtration has something to do with alcohol. Don't quote me on this though. I think you're right, actually. That would make sense to, to make it like drinkable. <laughs> alcohol just like already is barely, it's barely drinkable. <laughs> We keep an eye out for Sally and I. We're gonna just Brita things and we'll post it. Oh, definitely. The Low High podcast Brita video coming mm-hmm. soon. Sooner or later. <laughs> Most likely later. Okay, so we, thought, we just talked about Britas for a while, yeah. but we were, we were planning on having like a deep like discussion about like you know traditions and moral values. But here we, we just talked about Britas for like what fifteen minutes. Really <laughs> I don't know how long was the I can't read around my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when we're both blind. Well, we talked about how like you know explorers would have probably like benefited a lot from having a Brita instead of you know like like the whole idea of being an explorer like you're going somewhere you've never been where like you don't speak the language mm-hmm. with like just enough supplies to like keep you alive, you think. you think think, and like you've got nothing to like inoculate you against like any diseases you might not have and these people used to like pull up with that like they'd be pulling up like the the expedition with like what a walking stick like a fancy hat and like some cargo shorts like bro why are you wearing shorts like (laughs) in the first place like like, it's the jungle bro like literally (laughs) anything could bite you from anywhere like nah like nigga like me would simply just not go to the jungle no <laughs> like first of all dude the jungle That's a scary not it's not scary but it's it's deep man it's deep there's uh, snakes and trees freaking leaves everywhere it's hot it's humid just like outside yeah just like right now <laughs> like if you think like if you just like take a second to like really think about like the shit that animals can do you'll be like yeah nah like it just doesn't make sense i think animals are far more advanced not advanced because obviously we're more advanced but if you took all of this away from us we're kind of useless against most animals like definitely like humans we can't like we can run like kind of fast but you have to well, yeah. we have to train like yeah humans like we're the only animal to, like has to work out to like be tough like imagine if like animals worked out bro like it would be it would be no contest bro you just see a gorilla just getting like ripping trees apart bro, and like, them. bro if gorillas hit leg day it'd be over for the human race oh <laughs> my God. well here's all right i'm gonna throw two hype well actually i have a fun fact this i think is interesting so humans we perspire a lot we're very good at sweating like we have a very good cooling system and the reason apparently for that from what i read is because how we would get prey how we would hunt earlier in the day was that we would just do cardio which we don't do today because everyone's kind of lazy but our ability to just keep running slowly was a trait because we would sweat and we would cool down and so that's how we would actually hunt things so for example if we were trying to hunt like a deer or an elk it would sprint away and then we'd eventually catch up to it and then it would just keep sprinting away and it eventually would just overheat and fall over and we would catch up to it and be able to kill and eat it wow so that's why where we have excellent endurance, especially if we train for it. Dang. Which is kind of cool. So we're built to get stronger, but we're not built yeah. strong. That's fucked up. Yeah. We're built to improve. Nah, humans are like, we're like the only species with the power to change ourselves. That makes us strong. Mm-hmm. In a way. And now here's my hypothetical for you. Do you think you could take on two turkeys? At the same time. Yes, yes, you're a turkey. Like we're just gonna we're gonna compare. So you're pretty strong dude. You're pretty. You're pretty tall as well. And you got two turkeys. Do you think you could? You'd walk away from that? am i unarmed. You're unarmed. This is bare bones. Mm. This is a bare bones fight. You see, bird like birds are tough. Birds are scary. Yeah, birds are they're, they're angry animals. Like birds really just mean mad for no reason. Especially flightless birds. Cause like they definitely be seeing like other birds <laughs> fly and just be like mad as shit on the ground. I'm totally jealous. So like if you like go and pick a fight with them, like definitely they've been waiting to take out all that aggression <laughs> on something. So like I'm already coming in at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. But I could probably take two turkeys. I feel like you could. But could you take? But could you take two turkeys? Me? You know I I guess like when it really came down to it, like I don't think it would be as quick or pretty as I'm envisioning in my head. I think that I would be able to get two turkeys, but I'd definitely be messed up. They got claws. You know, turkeys have like talons. Damn. They would rip into me. They'd probably peck me. I'd just be all sorts of freaked out. I don't even know how to fight a turkey. So they'd probably go for the neck. That's what I'm guessing. So maybe if I got like a quick kick into the neck, well no, (laughs) that that gonna rip this apart. (laughs) Where you try and kung fu kick a turkey, and the turkey <laughs> just kicks back and cross legs like some fucking anime. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely couldn't take, like, even dogs. Like, dogs can be rough. Oh, definitely. Like, in a one on one fight, a person can definitely take, take a dog. dog. But, like, two dogs. And especially if they're, like, chihuahuas, that's not even a problem. Like, you can just pump those away. Like, literally. Really. <laughs> But why do why are little dogs always like be angriest, bro? Like it doesn't so make sense. The same thing with the birds. I feel like they're just they have such little dog energy that they need to like admit that they're a huge beast of a dog. Yeah. Okay. So that's an interesting question. So like, are smaller animals like do they have that inferiority complex that makes them want to stand out like built into them automatically just because like they know that they're small? I feel like. I mean, you see it with people. True, but it's it's interesting, right? Because I see little dogs like really barking and going at bigger dogs. Like, bro, what do you think is gonna happen as a small <laughs> dog? Like, do you really think you're walking away from that? Well, I think the animals aren't that smart. But like, even when like you know you're not that smart, you should be able to like reason this like basic size difference. Mm-hmm. Because like, okay, if you have to like if you're fighting somebody or like something and you have to look all the way up to fight them mm-hmm. you're probably not gonna win if we're being real yeah i mean there's there's a high chance you're gonna lose no no but i thought like animals are just built different honestly i feel like most animals have an inferiority complex just with size specifically Like think about how many animals ability like the puffer fish it just blows up in fear just to become a bigger mass to try and scare away its It's prey, predator. That's the thing. Lots of animals do stuff to make themselves look bigger. Look larger. So like size really does matter. And even, very interestingly enough, thanks to a fashion class I took at Maris. (laughs) Um, No, so in, uh, oh my gosh, I'm going to butcher this. A lot of army uniforms in the earlier times had like shoulder, i want to say buffs or bufflets to make their shoulders look a lot larger. And it, in turn, made them look a lot broader and taller, hence the, even the super tall hats and stuff like that. And that was all a visual tactic yeah, yeah used to kind of, because the bigger you are, the more intimidating you are to your enemies. So if you saw these silhouettes of all these super broad, super tall figures coming towards you, you're definitely going to be a little more... That A little, definitely more weary. Is that why, like, in all those like movies where you see that Roman soldier and shit, and then they got like the abs like on their armor? <laughs> dude, maybe I don't know. That's kind of a beast move though, because you know those guys are already cut, but Def- they gotta put that on their armor too. They're like, they gotta see my, they gotta see my abs from outside <laughs> my armor. <laughs> oh man, no. dude, armor back then was probably wild. It was heavy, but definitely. I like people like when like people start like inventing weapons and stuff and like you know like old armor couldn't keep up with it like they were probably yeah. blowing niggas minds dude because yeah definitely during the night's time i know you know the armor pretty did a really good job It was all about getting in the armor or, or like denting the armor enough to do damage but just imagine you know because you can take a shot to the chest with armor on Imagine just getting ready just to deflect that, and then it just goes through you, and bro. you're like, "This is new." <laughs> That's an L, bro. <laughs> like literally, cause like sword, bro. Like the first nigga to like pull up like a sword fight in like full plate armor, bro. That man must have been he had he, it. but he must have been feeling so confident, bro. <laughs> like, like literally, I I remember I watched this movie like last Christmas. I can't remember what it was called. Robert Pattinson was in it. It was like about the King of England. Like this dude becomes the King of England. Then he like he goes to war with France. Oh, with Timothy Chalamet, the yeah. King. Yes. The King. That oh, was that's that one called? Excellent film. Right, I, I really liked it. Really good movie. Excellent So you remember when like the when like the French prince is like at the final battle? Oh yeah. Where he pulls up and like, oh, they like big fancy armor and they're fighting in mud. And he just fucking like, slips, slips and salt and he just tells the people in his army to just murder him and i'm like bro that's so messed up <laughs> he was ruthless like literally he's like just take him he's done he's like so but like imagine like you pulling up for that armor like with nobody prepared for you bro this dude probably killed everybody oh, for sure people would have no idea what to do like how do you even get around that like literally nah You're like iron man you'd feel like iron man <laughs> medieval <laughs> iron man like literally Imagine if you had, like, if you just pulled off, like, a medieval fight with, like, two guns and a suit of armor. (laughs) (laughs) You have armor and guns. (laughs) Bro, you're just like, say hello to my little friend, bro. Nah. That'd be game. (sighs) Man, this is a, like, that's another thing. Like, that's another reason we shouldn't like human beings to, like, never invent time travel. Because, like, definitely... (laughs) somebody is gonna go to like a medieval like an ancient battle just to flex on some people bro. like it's gonna be so stupid like literally like a bunch of people like they fire their first volley you see they're like they're all reloading their muskets you just come in with like a Glock. <laughs> like this is the most basic gun you can just purchase and you can wreck everyone just wreck an entire army dude Oh. That'd be wild. So imagine if instead of time traveling in this same reality, you could just get sent back to alternate realities. So it wouldn't necessarily affect this reality. That would definitely be a business enterprise. Oh nice. People would be like, oh yeah, instead of playing Call of Duty, just go go to the 18th century. Let's go like, in another reality. Go mess that whole <laughs> dynamic up. You, damn. Like if everybody could just grow like get to live in your own pocket reality, like dang. That'd well, be weird. But that be but like it's like Rick and Morty, wouldn't there probably wouldn't there be like a version of you that like already exists there? There probably would be. But like if you're sending them back in time, well you probably would have you wouldn't have been born exist. yet. Yeah, you wouldn't exist yet. But some version of you would have been born yet. So like you could probably just like hop around and like just like wait until you're born and then like recruit an army of yourself. <laughs> that'd be really crazy. That's like a super villain type idea. But like, oh these like that's the thing i could never be a super villain but like all these like villain ideas and movies for like them to conquer the world it's all like such like super complicated stuff that like takes yeah. like several generations to achieve and in the end like you weren't even gonna do anything like that awesome anything. like you were gonna like oh conquer the i'm gonna conquer the world like bro what are you gonna do after you conquer the world like what are like literally like okay if you conquered the entire world right but you have to be in charge of everything that's too much work like you like you literally all you've done is give yourself a job for sure a huge job like and like the only other option is like you will have people to like take care of that for you and then you just like spend your time goofing off but you could literally just like spend your time goofing off if you yeah. like if you're like unemployed and had money it's like what's the point of like ever doing something like that I guess that's kind of like a Thanos complex. Okay. You truly think it would be for the betterment of you sacrifice your own being for the for the betterment. You sacrifice your life and future for the betterment of the world. But that's also such a a narcissistic thing to think. Anybody who like thinks they can like successfully control the world probably shouldn't control the world. No. You can't. People can't even control states. <laughs> people can barely control themselves. Yeah. You're not getting control of the entire world. See, Doctor Doofenshmirtz had it right. He was just going for the tri-state. Bro, definitely. Like <laughs> he had, re- like he he had reasonable goals. He was a good father. He had like an amiable relationship with his ex-wife. Yeah. Like literally, like Doctor Doofenshmirtz was like vibing. Like, Honestly, li- literally. Like, what did he do? Like, you know, he like made food. He like learned new dances every week. Mm-hmm. He like fought a platypus. <sighs> Perry. Bro, a formidable foe so, Bro, I like I Phineas and Firm was like. I have great. like so many like random memories of that show. It's a great show. It, it was. was. I was I always low he thought that like Dr. Dufre's verse was like Phineas' real dad, though. Oh, because their head is kind of shaped similarly. And like he dated his mom. So like And like that'll kind of explain why he's so inventive, right? Yeah. Wait, did they ever deny that? I don't know. Like I literally like Apparently, Phineas and Ferb did actually like have like a last episode, but I never watched it. Mm. I haven't watched it either. Wow, but it's actually a really good theory. That probably works out. I don't know. I, I didn't come up with it. But, like I think I learned it from like somebody else. But like it makes a lot of sense. Plus, if you yeah, plus if you were like a supervillain, you know, because we were going to talk about legacy on this episode. You know, superheroes. That's a great legacy. You, know, you leave such an awesome legacy behind. But like a, a supervillain. Do you leave a good legacy or do you just leave, do people forget about you? Or do people remember you in a terrible light? Well probably if you're like a supervillain and you want to leave a legacy, you're probably yeah. gonna have to do something like terrible, like probably like some 9-11 like type of shit. That's probably gonna Ooh. like it depends on like what kind of supervillain you wanna be. Like if you, you can like pull off an incredible heist, you well, can are, genocide, you can like uh, what are most of these supervillains motives? It depends like I feel like super villains have like a lot to do with like their superheroes yes that's very true because like if you're not doing it because like okay most of these guys just like want to like rob banks or like dumb stuff like that like it's like the new Batman movie is coming out like the villain is the Riddler that guy's whole thing is just like it seems like such a weird dynamic to have with like a superhero that like you gotta leave like you're leaving them clues (laughs) like stop your plan like if you like if you if you want to like help you stop your like help stop your plan like why are you even like coming up with the plan in the first place like literally like you could just like okay okay if i was the riddler literally i'd give batman like two clues like two actual oh. clues and like the third clue would be like a lie so i could like go do what i want <laughs> well, they're codependent heroes and villains because if the riddler didn't Give riddles he wouldn't be the riddler and he wouldn't really have like a meaning i guess he wouldn't really have a like, character true so i guess that's another thing like i guess super villainy is kind of like you gotta like pick a theme yeah tradition traditional like superhero stuff you definitely want to pick a theme but it's i don't know i think it's interesting because i i can't think of like i've read a fair amount of comics and i've been into the superhero stuff i don't really know any supervillains that are just like terrorists that really just want to cause chaos. They all have some sort of ulterior motive. True. There, there was, there was that one guy from Arrow though, Anarchy. His whole thing was just Anarchy. anarchy. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> the thing, if you like, if you know, like, if you like, want to do supervillain shit, but like, you're not themed, you're just a terrorist then, which is like, that's a good point. That's like, that's like, like kind of lame. Yeah. Well, if you have the option to be a supervillain or a terrorist, I mean, both are bad, but. But, like, honestly, I feel like all these supervillains, like, in all these shows, they always just choose to do such, like, dumb and annoying stuff with their powers. Like, literally, if you just, like, took your powers and, like, applied them to modern society, you could make, like, equal or, like, greater amounts of wealth. Because, like, our society is already basically run by (laughs) supervillains. And, like, you don't need to, like, wear, like, a fancy, because, like, what, what did, like, they do? Like, they find out, like, oh, I've got psychic powers. Then they go and they, like, put on a unitard, put, like a, like, a crown or something on their head. Like, oh, my name is, uh, I don't know, Mindo or something. And then they go and, like, they go rob a bank. Like, bro. <laughs> like, you have, like, literally, that's a problem. It's, like, humans, like, even, like, in life, humans squander their potential. And I feel like in, like, comics, you see, like, people telling, like, super villains a lot. Like, you're just squandering your potential. And it's true. Because, like, you could just go and, like, play the stock market. Or, like, do anything that, like, involves betting in any way and use your powers to make, like, a bunch of money. Instead, you want to, like, make yourself a nuisance? Why? Who benefits from this? Nobody. Well, I guess what if... Because I'm just trying to put myself in in those shoes. I guess life would just kind of be boring and easy. You have this superpower. You want to kind of see how far you can go with it. And then you would... Do more extreme things potentially. That's that's one angle you could take. Sure, but I'm sure some people would just be like, "Oh, I'm a psychic. I'm gonna rub a bank right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna like become the most famed lie detector in the entire world in the galaxy. No, like, <laughs> nah, I want a bag. <laughs> I, I want the bags from the back that have dollar signs on them. <laughs> yeah." <laughs> And I'm going to wear a very bright and colorful. <laughs> there have to be at least five colors on my uniform Before. or I'm not doing it right. And then I need to announce my name. Bro, definitely. Like, you got to say your name every time you walk into any place. Dude, imagine if you actually saw, like, a real, just real footage of somebody robbing a bank or committing a crime in, like, a super You mean, like... Either this was like Comic Con overspill or just Bro. <laughs> it's it oh, crazy. Man. Oh, man. If, bro, if I see somebody actually like successfully pull off a bank <laughs> robbery. Like, okay, first of all, like, you know, congrats to them. Yes. But like, if they have like superpowers or something, yeah, it would be like really impressive. But like, if it's just some nigga. <laughs> like, who just like comes in with like a gun and like robs a bank. <laughs> no, yeah, he's just a normal guy, just. With a supervillain persona. <laughs> oh, why? But you know, no, there were like, there are like real life superhero people like superhero personas. But like one of them got arrested, I think, for like selling drugs to cops. Oh, so, much. so <laughs> squattering your potential again. Yeah. Literally, like you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Like, that's such a great movie. See, but like, if enough people, but like, if supervillains actually like became a thing randomly, it would probably be like a cultural revolution. But like, the thing is, be like, huge. Our police force, like, I feel like the way like the police force like folk, like works in like real life, they're like way too willing to kill people for like supervillains to actually like, you know, like if they didn't have powers, like become like a lasting thing. Well, it makes me wonder because I. I don't know. I never know how to feel about this stuff. So, if, like, imagine you're a super villain and you're black. Like, that's like, that's bad. Like, that's already, I like, mean, that's already like an X on you, my guy. Well, like, what were you saying? <laughs> well, I wonder if, um, well, I guess that's actually not funny. I should have left, does it? Um, anyway, to talk about, if, do you think if there was, there's like a super, supernatural or kind of like, you know in all the x-men lore and stuff like that where they're actually what am i even trying to say so hypothetically if there's an encounter with somebody who has super potential superpowers or something like that do you think they would send a separate team like to deal with this do, like do you i'm saying do you think right now in our current america or our current world we have a force tasked to potential mutants super super power people or something See, well, I feel like the people who do all like, the government spending are like pretty bored and they have like a lot of money. So somebody at some point probably like in the '80s or something when like the X Men comics were pretty good, <laughs> were like pretty huge. They were like, I guess we should probably have something for like if never actually just like just in case. But honestly, I feel like countrywide contingency plans for stuff like the zombie apocalypse or alien invasion. I feel like that's just one of those things that's just better to have than to not definitely (laughs) like you have to you have to consider every every possibility like on the super off chance it happens that's literally the most clutch contingency plan you can possibly have like everything else would just be completely useless like if a zombie apocalypse happened and Mm -hmm. like a society was like prepared for it it would last like a week max that's a good point it'd be well i don't know dude see because people are stupid so like that's a big point That's a good point. But also at the same time, I feel like if people visually saw zombies walking around, it'd be like, Honestly, I feel like the government wouldn't even have to do that much. I feel like people would be very happy to just bash these zombies to hell. Sure, that's another thing. People people will definitely want to fight zombies. Yeah, I mean, personally. I, I'd want to fight some zombies, for I sure. I have to. I have to swing. A, like, I got kill at least one. Like, you have to do it for the culture, bro. Literally. Because, like, imagine you live through a zombie apocalypse and you didn't kill a single zombie. Come I'm on. sad, man. i be sad. Right, you know, people people are going to, like, after that happens, people are going to have, like, framed photos of, like, their zombies, like, the zombies they killed. Yeah, like, on their walls, they're going to have the heads mounted. Sure. <laughs> or maybe the government will do a thing, like, recycling bodies. Like, every zombie corpse you bring them, you get, like, I don't know, like, a $500. Probably. <laughs> you get a stimulus check for every zombie you yeah. kill. There's, um, this is just an interesting... Topic. Uh, so, you know, are you for, familiar with the manga? I think it became an anime show, like Doha Doro, Hidoro. I've been watching it on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's it's actually sick. But there's this one, um, part of like, so in their world, in their Undercity, um, all of the dead. Oh, the day that the zombies just all come like, yeah, yeah they all rise up, and so they have to get rid of them anyway. So they're like, okay, we're gonna have a prize. Whoever collects the most zombie tokens or tags, so basically, kills the most zombies. You know. Gets like a prize and i totally think if zombies were a thing that would be something that oh definitely society would do 100 but we will find a way to monetize everything 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 literally if we if somebody's probably going to try and put together like a zombie sports league mm. oh for sure <laughs> well this this is interesting so if zombies became a thing and like you said they gave a prize for every zombie you killed um like five hundred dollars per zombie dude zombie hunters would be huge and then zombie farmers would be a thing oh definitely oh that's that's really fucked up because like there's definitely gonna be people who cool. just start infecting people on purpose to keep just to reaching- the reward absolutely like did you know that in when the british were first colonizing india there's a bunch of cobra snakes and this is actually called the, in theory of adverse effects called the adverse cobra effect so when they were colonizing India, there was a bunch of cobra snakes and there were a problem. So they put out a bounty on cobra snakes. You know, like, if you kill a cobra snake, you get, I don't know what the prize was. I'd be lying if I said I did. So what they actually started doing was they would have people farming cobra snakes and then just slaughtering them and bringing up all these heads. And then obviously the British caught on they were like, okay, well, this is terrible. <laughs> They're just actually making more cobra snakes just to get money out of us. And then they lifted the bounty And then all these people had thousands of cobra sticks they had no idea what to do with, so I just let them go. And it actually ended up increasing the cobra population in India. Bro. But that's what I'm saying, like, that would happen with zombies, no doubt. One hundred percent. Like, somebody would be messed up enough to just farm zombies. See, hmm. Yeah, no, sustainably. Like, if you just wanted to make zombies, you could just use like a city's like homeless population or something. Yeah, or L- even hospitals. Bro, literally, there's so many people that like people like like really care about. But if you started like if you just like start one zombie infection, you know. But like, if you start like a zombie infection in a public place, though, that's probably gonna like become a full blood, blood outbreak. I feel. Oh, you're no, you're you're totally right. I was actually thinking about this because I just watched that movie hashtag Alive. I haven't seen it. I wasn't actually very very good. Like at first I was like, mm, this is going to be all right, but I loved it. We could totally do, we could talk about that more once you see it. It's, it's a really good movie. Oh, hundred 100%. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So if, for example, if you just knew, right, if like, let's just give it a week and then you knew like, okay, there's a zombie outbreak and you were mentally in that mindset, you'd probably be fine. Like society as a whole would be better, but it's those moments of hysteria and panic. Like, if you were just in a mall and you just, all of a sudden there's a zombie outbreak starting there, you'd be so confused, understandably, but you'd have no idea what's going on. Oh, definitely. Your defenses would be totally down. You'd be shocked. But if you were walking into a mall and you knew zombies were a thing, you'd be, like, ready to react 100%. Bro. Like, there's, like, steps. I don't know. Should we do, like, a zombie apocalypse episode where we can yeah. talk more about this? We're, like, there's we certain there's, like, steps, like, I feel like everybody kind of has automatically. In their minds. Because like we every, I feel like everybody's been exposed to like so much zombie media. That like there's people who are like, you know, they know what they're gonna do in a zombie apocalypse, but they don't know what they're gonna have for lunch the next day. <laughs> <laughs> like literally. No, you're completely right. I'm just laughing because like I've done that. Bro, <laughs> zombie apocalypse vibes my good. Huge. Hugely. But I guess that's another thing, I guess, since we should go into our actual topic for today at some point. How zombies are ingrained into the cultural cultural zeitgeist mentality of our society. That's the whole idea of legacy. Mm. So I don't know. Marcella, what do you think legacy is? Let's just start over there. Legacy is tough. I feel like it definitely comes with a sentiment of notoriety. You know, I feel like you have to have done something amazing or terrible, I suppose, and you leave a legacy behind. Um, but that's more wide scale things, you know, I guess everyone in their own way, like fa- last family names, your last name is almost in a way a legacy. You know, you're carrying on the name. So, Sally, what do you think? What do you think of legacy? What do you think? Well, I think like legacy, I feel like you're, you're right. Like legacy is like, I feel like automatically is attached to your last name. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I feel like if people don't even know if you know who you are, if you do do something notice, like notable enough, like you leave a legacy behind. Like, even like little stuff, like, you know, like eating like a lot of stuff like mm-hmm. in a particular order. Like somebody like just like lifts up like a plaque or something to okay. honor that kid who ate 59 cupcakes <laughs> in one sitting. Or like, legacy is like really important to like, people back home in Nigeria and shit. You know, you want your kids go to a good school, marry somebody good, mm-hmm. you know, like have grandchildren, have great grandchildren, blah, 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 all that stuff. Carry on the family name, like the bloodline, yeah. is it? Is that more the legacy you're talking about or just your general? It's like a mix of both. They want you to do notable, notable things while also mm-hmm. continue the bloodline. But that, inquire, that requires doing things for your community. So I guess in order to have, a, to leave a legacy for the most part, it has to be for the greater good or a, a more selfless act. True. But you could also leave like a terrible legacy. Like every serial killer. Here's some time. Terrible legacy. Terrible legacy. Like everybody who commits war crimes. hmm Everybody who like pees outside. Well, not exactly Ooh. a legacy, but get up, end up on, if you end up on a watch list, is that your legacy? That's pretty bad. I, I don't know because... I guess legacy, it can depend, right? Like if there's, there could be a local legacy in just your town, there could be a legacy just in your family. Sure. There could be, you know, our, we already spoke about larger scale legacies, you know, like Gandhi, Martin Luther King, Muhammad Ali, Bruce Lee. Um, but I don't know, I guess even that lady who peed in the Verizon store, <laughs> that's her own <laughs> legacy. But imagine that's what they're gonna remember you for forever well, look at all the people who became memes true the way, hey, that's their legacy True, that the bad luck brian guy like there's like this youtube series now that interviews people like who became memes and like it tells their story that's kind of awesome yeah no i should like we should like check it out i'm um, down yeah. so i feel like the whole idea behind like legacy is like when something is like notable enough to like have like a profound effect like not even like it doesn't have to be like a large number of people like a semi-small number of people like you got to think about like how shit in, in college mm-hmm. there's always like all these legends should do like dumb stuff like this mm-hmm. and like if you have like enough of a legacy people will tell like different versions of your story like if yeah. you're popular because like there's lots of like you know mythical figures like that mm-hmm. see so i feel like right now like in the age we live in like leaving a legacy has become like a lot easier Yes. because you can, you can take pictures you can take videos people mm-hmm. be there you can share it online if you wanted to like leave a legacy like back like five seven hundred years ago you'd have to like do some crazy shit like you'd have like you're like somebody'd have to like want to like paint a painting of like what you did that's like how important that shit had to be or you needed to have people who survived enough to keep telling your story sure like oral tradition mm-hmm. oral tradition Oral tradition is very cool. And I feel like that's where a lot of legacy definitely comes from. Because humans are just like, we're just like a collection of stories. And I mm-hmm. like the fact that we find so many of these stories like notable enough, like passed down to our children and our children's children. I think that's like, really amazing. Oh, so for sure. It is amazing tradition. Oral tradition is amazing. Definitely. Speaking of tradition, let's go into like the whole idea. Because, like like we said earlier, if you can think about it, traditions are really just peer pressure from, de- from dead people. Like, really, like, what starts a tradition? Something that somebody does, like, one person decides, okay, we're going to do this a really, really long time ago. Mm-hmm. And people now... Not it's look- important enough to carry on and to keep doing. Because think of, like, the difference between, like, how somebody your age in America would be, like, 500 years ago. Compared to now, I have no idea. Like you'd probably be married. You'd have like maybe three, four kids. Probably would have like died in a war or something, or like Mm -hmm. had syphilis or something. Dude, kids went to war young, literally, like young, spookily young. And people still go, and like people go to war at eighteen now, and that's still like incredibly young. Yeah, that's amazing. So just imagine what it was like back then. I can't imagine going to war in general. (sighs) Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's just like, I think we've talked about this before, but, but I just like, I just can't reason, like, any good reason to go to war. Because, like, the people who start wars are, like, never the ones who fight them. Mm-hmm. And, like, for me, that's enough. Like, why should I go, like, fight for you? Because, like, okay, nobody ever really wants to go to war, right? Even when two countries go to war, it's not like the citizens who want to go to war. Like, the people who are in the army, they never, like, really want to go to war. Like, you don't want to, like, go and, like, be killing people. But, like, six people... Like, like, three people from each country, they have a disagreement. Because of that, like, thousands of people should die. Like, bro, like, it doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. Like, literally. Like, you want me to go out and die for somebody who's, like, never even going to, like, look me in the eye? Nah, bro. Like, I feel like the stakes, like, for war were, like, bigger, like, back in the day. Because, like, usually if you are going to war, somebody was, like, invading your village to, like, you know, steal your cows or some shit. Like yeah, mean, you have like a personal reason to go fight them. It's over resources. Like is that like, but like yeah, we're still having like fights over resources, but we're mm-hmm. like, literally not gaining anything. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, we don't support war on the Lower High podcast. Yeah. We're... Mm-hmm. Well, actually, do you do you think there's such a thing as justifiable? See, the thing is, I feel like once once you use the word war, it's just an all-out, very extensive, very all-encompassing word. You know, I, you know, there's battles and there's fights and stuff like that. But war is like, damn, man, that's huge. That's, that's huge. And it's just, and it brings out the worst in people. Absolutely. And that's definitely what I hate most about conflict, like, especially conflict to that extent, is it just really oh some really messed up stuff happens i remember when i was younger like i'd be learning in history class about like all these big wars and stuff like i remember when i first learned about like world War one the stuff that happened it's crazy like that's like it's so tragic like literally like they didn't know like you know shell shock like it's like once you like you stand by the cannon and you hear it get fired and like your body literally has that reaction and like Mm -hmm. freezes up Apparently, like in the British Army, like if you had shell shock because like they didn't know what shell shock was and like you weren't moving. Sometimes like some people get shocked for like being cowards and it's like, mm-hmm. bro, I literally can't move. And they're like, nah, <laughs> like I got like, it could never be. It's ruthless. It's it's definitely ruthless. So, at, I mean, at the same time, respect to people who do actually sign up for the military for the army and whatnot to participate, to actively participate in that, because that definitely takes. Sure. A level of dedication and um, vigor that I just don't see myself having. I um, can't die for an oil company, bro. Couldn't be yeah, me. It could not be me. I just couldn't do that in general. I mean, it's just it's nasty stuff. So. No, I do feel like you're definitely right. Like I, I can respect the people who fight wars. I can't. I don't think I can respect the people who start them. Yeah. No, that's a really good way to phrase it, actually. Because like, there's no good reason for war, man. There just there hasn't been because like think about the whole idea of like the christmas truce was that world war one or world war two i believe it was world war two that like during christmas like you got these people they've been fighting in no man's land for like so long and like somebody and like at the same time bro, it's christmas both sides are just like you know what bro we've been out here for so long Let's chill out. We're like, like, bro, it's Christmas, bro. Can we just vibe for one day? And everybody was just like, yes, bro. please, man. bro. These, like, bro, the man, them, bro, they climbed out of their trenches, bro. They ate food, they played football together, bro. Like, it was like, it's one of the greatest coming together of humanity, literally, in history. And that one, that one event by itself proves that war is some fucking bullshit. For sure. And even that event has legacy because like literally these people, they made friends in other cities. They're like, if you know, because they didn't, if they didn't die, they'd go like visit them. They mm-hmm. exchanged post postcards. They showed each other like pictures of their children. None of these, like none of these people had any reason to fight each other, but then they went back and started killing each other again the next day. It doesn't make sense. It's illogical for sure. Well, there's just no reason to pour all that manpower and loss of life into into that. If that would, if all that intensity and production, productivity went into, into other things, that's wildly healthy. No. What we need, definitely, what we need to do is think of some economical, profitable, and entertaining alternatives to war. See, what I think we could do instead of having wars is having a massive, not a massive, I'll see, we, okay, these are like, I've got like three options. First of all, it could be a knock like a knockout what's it what is a knockdown drag out fight between the people who declared the war like we literally like rent it out like have like a ufc fight like octagon you live stream it to both countries (laughs) the two people who decided there should be wars have a 1v1 fight literally it can be anything it can be chess it can be like ufc boxing it can be like sword fighting it can be like pistols. whatever they have to go fight and die for it Dude, isn't it crazy how they used to just do the pistol thing? Like Dude, how people used to duel. Like, bro, it's like somebody could just challenge you to a duel, and you're like, "Oh, well, I guess my honor has been challenged." <laughs> <laughs> and like, you gotta go get a gun and then like stand still while somebody shoots at you. Like, was life just less valuable? Did people <laughs> value their lives less back then? <laughs> well, I think like total life expectancy was like what forty? Yeah, but it's like, bro, but we still, bored. oh my god, bro. I just. I can't imagine knocking somebody's drink over and then being like, here, grab your gun. (laughs) Bro, Bro, I hope you got that motherfucking thing on you. (laughs) Yeah. Like, imagine, like, bro, the first person to ever say no to a duel must have had people shook. Like, they got pulled off his gun. Let us do it. I was like, no. Yeah, why would I do that? Like, there's no reason for anybody to die over this. What do you think happened? What do you think the result was? Do you think he just got shot anyway, or do you think people actually were just shook? Well, you see, if... The guy who challenged him shot an unarmed man, he would be dishonored. So he probably didn't shoot him. He probably didn't shoot him. People probably like said, oh, you have no honor. And this dude was probably like, I just didn't want to fucking die. And then he probably like went home. (laughs) Like literally. Isn't, Isn't that crazy? Like that idea of, I mean, we see it a lot in media. I don't know how true it is, but the idea of being the best, the fastest hand in the West or being the best swordsman and people actually hunting you down just to challenge you to see if they're better see that's like i, I don't want to like you know gender stereotype it but I, that's some like dude that's shit. that's some dude shit <laughs> that's so some dude shit. like literally like think about like how like every culture produces swordsmen. like sure. just like in some culture every some dude like picks up like a sharp hunk of iron and he's like i'm ready to dedicate my life <laughs> to this like literally, it's just cause like, bro, it's cause like, people just like want to have fun with that shit like mostly. Mm-hmm. So like, well, yeah, if you have a gun, they can just do like, like you can't see me but I'm making that motion that cowboys make with like the fan, the like they the fan hammer. the hammer, like literally, like imagine like just doing that for like a career. You just like walk around the towns, like people challenge you and you challenge them. Like, it probably is some dude stuff because I love western movies. I love cowboys. I love. Samurai, I love like pirates, I love all that stuff. Bro, literally. I'm so into it. My girlfriend's just like, I mean, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, have you never, like, you gotta look, just look her in the eye, but that, like say some dumb shit like, Have you never, have you never dreamt of dueling with another <laughs> woman until the sun comes up and being grateful when you lose or some shit like that? I don't fucking know, bro. <laughs> when, the clock, when the clock strikes noon like like, I remember, like all these like books and stuff i remember i used to read like the stuff that like they like these authors would say when they're describing like the fights These like insane metaphors and i'm like bro and it's like the guys it's like it's I'm, like it's really that deep huh mm-hmm. like i remember he was like like i was reading something about these two samurais fighting and, like every cut he put on my body was anointing me as what Jeez. was it like as his brother in battle. Even though we were strangers, we crossed swords and became family. I'm like, bro, like, chill, chill bro. But at the same time, so if you're really dedicated to like, all right, hypothetically, I'm a swordsman. I'm like so dedicated to my craft of the sword. And I, and I hunt down this other guy who I've never met before just because I hear he's a good swordsman. And we exchange blades, we cross blades, we're tapping metal. He's slicing me, I'm slicing him. I feel like that's a very intimate experience. You know, hopefully you both walk away from it, but I feel like, man, that has to be an oddly intimate experience. See, I agree with you when you say like, you know, it is definitely like an intimate experience, but at the same time, Like, I don't, like, what, like, what reason is there for me to be going to, like, looking for, like, like, 1v1 sword fights for somebody, bro? There's, like, no reason. (laughs) Like, when you could both, like, you could both, like, fully die. And, like, even if you win and you both survive, both of you could just say you won. But you see, but the scars will be there to, like, prove it, though. If it's a sword fight. The idea of honor. Right. That's another thing. Honor. What does honor even mean? Like, people will be like, oh. And that's another thing, like, 400 years ago. Like, some nigga could be like, oh, I really like your girlfriend. I don't think you're good enough for her. I'm challenging you. your honor for your woman. Like, bro, did you even ask her? Yeah, right. <laughs> Damn. And then some they nigga- They were not woke back then. They really weren't. And some nigga would be like, I will accept this duel. on my honor. And, and then, like, you go and you lose the duel. And, like, if they don't kill you, this nigga literally going to take your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, like, imagine, like, losing your girlfriend because, like, you lost the sword fight like there's no way to spin that properly at all no. just imagine being the girl just being like wait what the hell and then watching your boyfriend die and then just being like well who's this dude why do like? does this work like, like i'm your new husband my nigga like <laughs> oh my god that must have been terrible For literally people like that's why i'm glad we got like laws and shit now <laughs> because like you know like the system is like broken and messed up but like Back in the day, if, if people wanted, they really could just, like, kill you and, like, nothing would happen. Dude, when you look at history and just the laws that we've actually had to put in place, it actually makes no sense. Like, some of these laws that people just actually saw logic in, like, yeah. women not having rights or... Women not being able to drive. That's That was just, like, lifted. Or, yeah, or get a credit card or... Bro, that, that whole, like, women not driving thing. So it was, like, recently lifted in, like, Saudi Arabia and, like, I remember I was talking about like this, like a couple months ago with my brother. And like the whole idea is like this is the origin of that. At some point, some guy in Saudi Arabia, way way back in the car, like way way back in the past, saw somebody like he saw somebody driving a car, and he was like, "Man, if a woman drives this thing, I can die." <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> like bro, like it's not that deep. Like for what reason, bro? Like you can't be adapting massage anyone the time, bro. That's too much effort. Just like let people live. I just don't even see the logic in there. There's no, there's no way that could possibly have been logical at all. Zero, zero. But in their minds, they make it make sense. That's the thing. But then everyone agreed. It's because, then, <laughs> it was, because it was a bunch of, because it was a bunch of guys. Yeah, everyone's like, yeah. Oh, checks out, checks out. One hundred percent. Like, bro, like, ha, ah, bro. <laughs> i do wish i could just go back in time and just ask like some of these people who just come to decisions or make laws i just i always wish i could just be like hey just like raise your hand and be like hey i just want to know your logic behind this just tell me why like <laughs> why, why bro i don't think them would be able to answer that <laughs> because like literally it's like oh no yes, women just shouldn't be able to drive it's like bro but why <laughs> <laughs> oh nah. Like, that's another that's the thing about like laws and traditions like it's literally something that like if like a logical person from now is asking them why they probably wouldn't be able to come up with an explanation no feasible answer but that was lifted you said earlier right like recently recently lifted yeah wow yeah. well at least they're moving forward kind of that's the thing we can have like a logic that's the thing humans like the reason like the human race is so far behind is like we know the logical steps that I feel like we could take to, like advance as a society, but people are just like nah, I'd rather not. It's bureaucracy, honestly. I feel like for the most part, we're going in the right direction, especially in recent light of all this social movement and change going around. Like, I think people are for the most part under like way chiller now. Oh, definitely. I feel like hearts are in better spots It's because like enough people have gotten like pissed like yeah, yeah okay i think people just started listening i think people were actually like oh wait yeah hold on that's a dick move or that's stupid <laughs> definitely i feel like that's another thing with like how easy it is to, like disseminate information and like learn about like other people's perspectives I feel like now more than ever, we have like the opportunity to like examine our own traditions from an outside lens. We can also like examine how people react to our traditions mm-hmm. because like, okay, like a lot of stuff that happened between like Nigeria, like Africa and like Britain, like you guys would come, like people would like come to like Africa and be like, see them like do something like, oh my God, it's the tradition of savages. But, like, there's people, like, you know, it's slavery and, like, you know, they, like, eat their slaves and shit like that. It's like, dang, bro. So, like, literally, we as modern people have, like, we're in the best position possible to analyze traditions and people's perspectives. Because we understand now that it's kind of like a baseline, I feel like, among, like, every culture for, like, okay, yeah, that's kind of messed up. So, like, it's interesting to, like, talk about these, like, things with other people. Mm-hmm. Because... Think about, like, how, like, the traditions that people set up, like, a really long time ago, like, kind of do determine how we were, like, brought up in our societies. Because, like, it's all different for everybody. Because, like, do you think that, like, people could have different traditions, but but still kind of, like, be raised, like, generally the same? Nah. Like, even from, like, even being from a different neighborhood, it's just, like, it's such, like, it can be such a massive difference between you and another person, right? For sure. And I think... I honestly think that's a good thing. I think it's beautiful. Like, I I really think cultures, you know, because cultures come with so much tradition and so much history there. And I feel like each culture is just so awesome. And and I'm not saying that they should totally be separate, obviously, because, you know, cultures are going to mix and mingle. And and we've seen that a lot in America. You know, the idea of the melting pot where, like, cultures actually do end up kind of saturating with each other in, in one way. And then there's also the analogy of the salad bowl where, like... Yeah, but they're all still intact. And I think that I think that's different uh, depending on where you look. But tradition is a huge part of everyone's life. Whether you want to admit it or not. Like it's what you do on Christmas, if you even do Thanksgiving, how you do Thanksgiving, what you do daily. I don't know if you have any like, daily traditions or whatnot. Like even like how you spend your Sundays, like Mm-hmm. life it really is just like us living because like people like we crave like repetition and pattern in our lives that's been mm-hmm. scientifically proven so literally it's just like the series of patterns that like make up our daily lives and like some people can like feel strongly enough about these patterns to like you know disseminate them among other people and like mm-hmm. among generations and that's like tradition and that's just like crazy so now here's the next question i will ask is why do you carry the traditions that you do you know because when i think right a lot of the traditions that i think of and i, I don't know if these would be the traditions but or superstitions but i come from a fairly superstitious family like where don't put shoes on the table um close like the toilet seat before you flush it which has somehow become a traditional thing in my family um and for so there's that aspect and that's almost out of like well if i don't do this maybe something funky will happen or it's just in my best interest to keep up with this tradition you know type thing yeah. but then other times i feel like you can definitely do tradition just out of respect or honor for a person or a concept you know like praying i'd say that's your tradition yeah so i feel like a lot okay so like i feel like you can kind of separate it. i feel like largely lots of people just like you know practice traditions because like that's how they were raised mm-hmm. so it's more mindless you would say like habitual see that's an, and that's another thing that, that that's the difference between like starting a tradition and then mm-hmm. being the person like who practices practices it like generations later. Mm-hmm. You have literally like nothing to you have barely anything to do with those people who like started like this tradition. You have different problems, you have a greater life expectancy, you have Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. But you still practice these traditions because like it's been ingrained into your very being. I think I like I talked about this on another podcast. But I was raised singing the Nigerian National Anthem, the Pledge of Allegiance, a lot. Mm -hmm. And even though I hadn't said it in years, I could just like suddenly remember the entire thing verbatim. Just when somebody else started saying it. And that's like, that, like, this is basically the same with traditions. This is a good point. That's a good analogy. Yeah, Like, you can, like, it's not like, traditions are like different than like, I feel like self-imposed rituals. Because self-imposed rituals are something you decide to do with yourself. But for, like, a lot of people, they make traditions a part of themselves. Mm-hmm. Which is why I feel like old mindsets can be kind of dangerous. Because, like, if you make... Because, like, all these people, like, in all these, like, highly traditional countries where, like, you know, if you're not old enough, you can't do this. If you're, but, like, they'll do things to, like, young people. old People like, oh, because it's tradition. Or, mm-hmm. well, you know, maybe, you know, you should, like, re-examine your traditions. Because... If you can like re-examine laws why can't you re-examine traditions that's a good point well i think a lot of people don't even think them through right because yes this tradition may have started forever ago right but at the same time if you're being raised you know the tradition's not that far gone in a way because you're living it daily with your parents or your, and your siblings so the person i guess the origin of the tradition is very far away but the tradition itself is still very much alive true true So I guess that would make it, I mean, you just don't even think and question a lot of these things. True. That's another thing. When you're brought up with something, that's just the way it is because you Mm -hmm. literally don't know any other way. Yeah. It's just the way you're brought up. But have there, do you think there are certain, like, I mean, I'm struggling to think of like any bad traditions. Like I can't think of a lot of traditions that I see as particularly problematic or that I take issue with. Well, that's like America. Like in Nigeria, we used to we used to have a tradition of like killing twins. Oh. Somewhere like in the north. But like okay. this missionary lady like stopped that. Okay. That's the thing. Like that's the thing. Like you gotta consider like a lot of these like, you know, acts of nature mm-hmm. and stuff that people would be like, oh this is an omen of the gods. Yes. But, yeah. Oh, also interesting, I found out that apparently they were like they some like archaeologists or something like dated back the date of like Jesus's execution or something okay because it aligned with the solar eclipse interesting so apparently there was an apparently there was an eclipse the day Jesus died mm-hmm. and but like they said the church rejected that because it doesn't like fall onto like their official date for Easter okay and like this is funny as hell but like bro like imagine like if you'd be watching that shit. like okay if like the guy like you I'm the son of God And then, like, Uh, (laughs) they they crucify this guy and then the sun disappears, bro. I would shit. (laughs) (laughs) I would be so scared. I'd be like, oh, my God. (laughs) We just messed up. We just messed up so bad. (laughs) Yeah, that would definitely freak me out so hard. And then not even knowing what a solar eclipse is. I mean, maybe they did, but I would still be really freaked out. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God so like little like traditions like generations long traditions are started because of some people like who didn't have knowledge just witnessing Mm -hmm. something they couldn't explain and it's just like it's a good point it's like they're like oh my they're like okay so everybody we're gonna start like painting circles of honey on our door every day this month Mm -hmm. to like ward away evil spirits and people are just like yeah all right makes sense check stuff interesting so yeah i don't know you can feel like how you feel about traditions, but I just feel like you just shouldn't be afraid to take a closer look at them. But at the same time there is also that sense of like I guess peer pressure from your elders, like Definitely. And and it's weird, right? Because it doesn't make sense logically, but at the same time If it's the way like this has always been, like who yeah. are you to be questioning it? Yeah. Yeah. And especially if it's a more sentimental or, like, religious tradition. Definitely. I feel like that's definitely kind of scary to, like, try and go against that, 100%. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, you know, like, it's an act of self-respect to challenge your your beliefs, in my opinion. You have to. Yeah, like, if you, like, you know, like, of course it's okay to, like, hold the same beliefs your entire life. But, like, if you believe, like, because, like, my beliefs, like... You know, like they evolve like every, like, you know, couple of months because I'm always trying to like find out new information, like Mm -hmm. apply it to my life. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I i did used to hold like, you know, some really like messed up opinions and stuff that stemmed from like the traditions of like how they're raised and how we're raised in Nigeria, how they taught us to feel about certain people, about certain things. And then I came to America and I started talking to people from like different cultures, not just Americans. And I'm just like, you know, I just like think about it and like, why am I really doing this? Like you're to really got to sit down and like reason. Like, there's really no reason you, you can just kind of like move on with your life. Like after like, you know, coming to that realization. That's an excellent point. I feel like everyone kind of, cause when you're growing up, I mean, at least for me, I grew up in kind of the same town and you grew up in the same family and, and then you kind of go to college. If you go to college or when, as soon as you step out of the little bubble of your upbringing everything kind of changed. Like, there's so many different perspectives and stuff, and they're naturally opposing to some of your beliefs. And it is really important. You have to have the self-respect to, like, not just turn those away, to actually indulge in them. No, definitely. And listen, you talked about the whole idea of being raised in a bubble. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that people need to, like, we as a society collectively need to change. Mm -hmm. Because, like, okay, I, I saw, like, a post recently about, like, somebody asking, like, Why do we like, why do we like lie to kids about like things like, you know, Santa Claus or the tooth fairy, like how people act and somebody is like, because they're innocent and like children deserve to experience the world as like a kinder and more innocent place than it is. And I'm like, that's an excellent point. But at the same time, we're going to like raise them with these ideas in their heads and like spit them out into an unkind world. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, should we just focus more on like creating a kinder world? children can have like a kinder future that's a great idea because like you're literally just like setting them up for failure if you're like Mm -hmm. teaching them like the world is going to be a kind place if you shelter somebody too much they often come out and get chewed up absolutely but that's hard as well because you don't want to you don't want to like you know you don't want it to be too jaded too early definitely yeah our generation I feel like is already like very jaded and white we're mostly in our early twenties. I feel I feel like most of our generation is very desensitized because and especially these younger kids, you know, think about it. Think about how much the internet has changed, right? Because I was talking with my parents recently and how, you know, when they grew up, you know, they didn't really have phones. Like it was like you just be home when the like the street lights started to come on. It was your time to go home or whatnot. And um they only kind of experience what they actually experienced in real life. But I can scroll on my phone through Instagram and so can like a 12 year old and he can see pe- billionaires with their like Lamborghinis and all these models living in, in hot tubs and going on jets and they can also see those really interesting videos of like a bucket and a shovel. You know, wait, what am I trying to say? You know, you know what I'm saying, right? Like They, they see such diverse lifestyles. All at the same time, and it's like, how do you even process that as reality? Especially when you're young. Especially when you're young. That's why I feel like so many of these like kids. That's why like so many of these like YouTubers can like build like massive fandoms of kids, Mm -hmm. because like kids begin to like they begin to like develop this idealized version of like their adult life that they see other people living like very early, and Mm -hmm. I think that's and like that's kind of dangerous, right? Because even we as adults. We try to like live vicariously through like the celebrities that we like. Mm-hmm. Or like you know, the people or like the T V characters that we watch. Mm-hmm. And like it's easier forever like than ever for like children to wanna do those things. Because like think about like how many like Fortnite like V-Bucks scams like got like oh like, my god. Like were run over the years. Because, like we have these like we take all these money from these kids. Because like, oh my god, you're my favorite YouTuber. Yes, I'll give you my parents' credit card number. Right. Stuff like that. Stuff like that. So yeah, I feel like a certain degree of shooting is needed for raising children. But like Absolutely. But like how can you really determine like what somebody needs to be protected? And it's hard too, because you know, arguably parents will never know. True. Because they're they're kind of living in the past in a way. Because that's the thing. When like the first time you become a parent, that's literally like the first time you're, you're ever gonna be raising <laughs> a kid. Like, bro, there's no manual for it. You literally, yeah. Like, you literally just got to, like, run on vibes. And especially with the internet, I think, is, like, the biggest, would be the biggest hurdle to be a modern parent for. It's so new still, and it's just changing so fast, constantly. You have no idea. Like, do you, I didn't, like, regularly use the internet, I think, until I was, like, I was older. 14 or so, 14, 13, around then, I think. Cause I never like really got my own like laptop until I was mm-hmm. like in towards like the end of high school. And do you think that's like a good strategy to like you know try and like dist like don't don't like actively like distance your kids from the knowledge, but like just like do little take little steps in their life. But the thing is that when we were growing up, the internet just wasn't as crazy as it is right now. One hundred percent. And the thing is, like, technology is crazy too. Everybody's got an iPad. Everybody's got an iPhone. Yeah. It's wild, you know? And I, f- I feel like I sound like an old person, but, and maybe this is just contrasting with how I was brought up as a kid, because my parents were pretty against electronics. It's so, like, I got a Game Boy. It was my first like, electronic device I was allowed to have, but that was like way later. Like, they really held out as much as they could for me. And I really appreciated that because it allowed me to be more in touch with like my surroundings in the world, you know? Like I definitely was able to use my imagination a lot more but like when I'm now, when I'm at a restaurant or at the grocery store, and I just see the kids just kind of glued to the iPad, just sitting in the cart or at the table, like, I'm like, isn't that boring? Kinda, yeah, that's kind of wrong, too. I mean, I understand it's definitely a pacifier for like the kid, but, oh, I don't know. It just doesn't seem right to me. because I'm not trying to say that's wrong. Like, I know any better because I don't. But See, we were. I think it's because like you were raised like say, definitely safer than your parents and like a bit looser. Mm-hmm. But there, but there's feel like we both had like the way we grew up because technology hadn't become what it was. There was a certain element of danger that you were allowed to, like experience with your upbringing. Yeah. you know, you could go out, you could hurt yourself. I did some dumb stuff growing up. Every kid does. I loved like jumping out of moving stuff. I remember like there was this, like <laughs> one like little train that used to go around our neighborhood during like. What was it like? We had like this little carnival thing. And I remember like, it would stop in front of your house, but I was like, it was like riding by my house. I'm like, oh, this is my stop. And I just jumped out and just rolled on the ground. And just like got up like nothing happened. And I just think about it like, why? Kids are just like, kids. that's the thing. Kids are built different. Yes, kids are built so differently. Cause like you literally aren't even like thinking about the stuff you do before you do it. You're no, just doing you, it. You send it and it's beautiful. Dude, no thoughts, no responsibilities, just vibes. Just go. Nobody's more full send than a kid. But so I don't know, guys. You can never really be sure about parenting. You can never really be sure about life. You can never be sure about existence. What you can be sure about is that we're going to be here next time on the LoHi Podcast. Thank you all for coming.